what is going on everyone welcome to the whatever podcast i am your one of your co-hosts connor williams and i'm also joined by the other host here preston stone how's it going man how's it been in the last like week and a half ish i guess since we've talked yeah not too bad a lot busy (laughs) yeah yeah i i wish i could really say this and i have been really busy and i haven't at the same time quarantine's done some strange things like i don't have as much time as i would like to um just kind of doing things i want you know school thought it was cool to throw a million and a half home assignments my way you don't have a life yeah no it's not like i have other things i want to do too god forbid i want to spend my time doing literally anything else other than schoolwork you know (laughs) and like doing audio all day for school makes me not want to do it in my free time i guess if that makes sense like oh yeah when i was going to college and Every single class was about art. You didn't want to do art in your free time. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, yeah, no way. Uh, I don't know. Like, people are like, well, this just means you don't really love what you're doing. No, that's not true. I, I love what I'm doing. It's just exhausting when I'm having to do it and worry about being graded on it, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. So, today, I, fig- I figured we would talk about um, the, the current state of the COVID-19 outbreak and quarantine, this whole pandemic. I know we have talked about it in the past. We did a couple episodes on it. Um, <clears throat> what a shit show this has been. Hey, Connor, I have a, I have a new name for it. What's that? <laughs> I don't know if I like your... What? The Kung Flu. How do I... Can I stop recording and it's okay if we upload just this segment? Did you just come up with that? Did you hear that somewhere? Is it ethical for us to pick Kung Flu as our uh, as our title? We we definitely should. I I think we should too. Heck it, heck it, anchor. We're gonna do it. You guys can screw oh, yeah. it right off. Oh yeah. Um. It, it, oh man, you know, I have no idea how long I've been <laughs> wanting to tell you that. <laughs> You've been waiting to use that one. I've been sitting on it for I, weeks now. <laughs> I, I I can tell. I I can absolutely tell you. You've been oh, you've been boiling that, cooking it up, waiting to use <laughs> it's it. It's been festering. Let me tell you. But anyway, the, so <laughs> as you were saying, the the reason I figured we would talk about this, uh, is I was in my little Discord chat earlier, um, and someone said hey you should probably sell the stocks you bought a while ago um because what if the market crashes again and and he said that because you know the economy is slowly starting to reopen um and then and not that we didn't have like a, a we didn't have it i don't think we had as bad of an economic crash as what we thought because of like everything we did to prepare um or at least help it in those stimulus checks yeah. and so on and so forth. Uh, however, he thinks that um, with the economy reopening, it's going to be too soon for us to return to work as as fast as what they're wanting to to do anything. Like maybe we should stay in this quarantine for a little bit longer. Um, and you know, the minute we walk outside, maybe it's like maybe it's done. Maybe that's it. Um, <laughs> Maybe People should... have been acting like it wasn't even a thing to begin with, right? Yeah, especially, I mean, especially in Bloomington. Like I've been, I've been taking train to work, and it's just 
crap ton of people walking around. In people groups. are everywhere. <laughs> just, it, it, <laughs> there are know, people it, taking pictures for graduation. Yeah, oh. at the campus, there's one thing. Like, it's one thing if you live together and you're going for a walk, but go yeah. for a walk somewhere where you're not going to be passing people less than six feet away on the sidewalk. Like, can consider that people. I I don't understand why. Why it's so hard to just stay inside or stay away from people or, or to stop going to social gatherings or having social gatherings. The, the most crowded oh, yeah. place is the, is the grocery store. And all you need to get is a thing of eggs, yep. you know. But, like, I I don't know. And, and I'm not trying to be tinfoil hat. I know people are going to listen to this and be like, well, you're paranoid. Your ex are paranoid. It, it doesn't matter. No, that's, I don't think that's the case at all. I You know, I'm just taking precautions, protecting myself, protecting others. And you should do the same. But what do, what do you think? Um, what are like your views on? Because I feel like you're more knowledgeable in this kind of stuff than I am. So, what 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 is your whole overall view of how the economy is going to reopen and how smooth you think that's going to be? Um. See, I kind of look at it in two different ways. Like part of, I always had this like kind of like part of me is like let's just like towards the end of this I kind of was like you know maybe it's like best that we just start opening up the economy just because of how detrimental the job losses were yeah how how effective but, this was really hitting yeah but here's the thing is my biggest beef with this whole thing has been it, it, have you ever like seen like how much people are getting for their um unemployment um, I've heard stories. I actually filed for employment and I haven't gotten anything yet. And it's been four weeks and pretty much a whole month there. That's crazy. See, my dad lost his job and he got unemployment in like three days. Yeah. And but that, he's and making, he's making, I won't say exactly how much, but he's making pretty close to, this is like a little more than what he's making a week. Yeah, and, and then and then there's people who are making way over what they were making the whole week. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So, I I don't know if I told you this or not, but beforehand I was getting paid by my work uh, for leave, and and then we kind of kind of didn't realize how long this was going to go for. Um, so yeah. they furloughed us, right? And. I, whenever I first got the message of that furloughed, are you kidding? Like, what? I don't even know what this word means. Like, why are they using it? <laughs> and, and it turns out it's actually a good thing that they they're using it because um, it, it basically means like, hey, we're going to lay you off temporarily. You're not leaving you the company. Yeah, you have a job. We're just not going to pay you. Stay home. Don't come into work. And I was like, okay, that's fair. I saw this coming. I knew my company couldn't pay me anymore. I, it was just unethical, you know? And it's not something you can really be mad about because you got to look at the logistics of things and how it all works in the real life. And mm-hmm. so and, and so, furloughed allowed me to apply for unemployment while uh, not, not having to look for another job uh, like unemployment makes you do. Because, I don't know, like... Well, I don't. I don't. I assume you've never filed for unemployment. I hope you've never have. Um, nope. But when you go through this process, you get to the very end, and it's like, have you been looking for full time jobs? Like, we won't give you unemployment unless you're looking for a full time job. I can't look for a full time job. I'm still a college student. <laughs> you know, like I I'm working a part time job. Like, what am I supposed to do? Get a full time job and give up on college and. And they're like you're fine you don't need it yeah like they're basically <laughs> like no like you gotta you gotta 
look for a job or we're not going to give you money. Yeah, sure, I can look for a job and I can say I applied, but I'm going to turn down every job offer I'm ever going to get. And that just makes it a huge hassle to go to these uh, stupid job interviews and, and to fill out, you know, online applications or applications in person. I don't know, stuff like that. So, yeah, the whole process is a little, little, uh, I don't know, it's not, not too good. It's a big, big ass headache. I, I think I, yeah. if I go to jail, it's because I filed it wrong. Um, just because it's so confusing. <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. I have a lot of, I could go into a whole thing about this, but my just general consensus is I think it's okay to open the economy and start opening, start opening, not completely open. Mm. Start opening yeah, in like non hotspot places. Yeah. Non hotspot places. Um, and you know, in a perfect world, we could open up things again and just make sure we take precautions, you know, like make sure you're not touching your face when you're out about right. wearing masks. Let's wear time. masks. Let's, let's you... not like be up on each other, but that's a perfect world and that's not going to happen. So do I mean, you think, um, that? wearing a mask is going to become the public norm for any certain amount of time like like a year or so you think they're gonna Mm. try to enforce it as much as they can or encourage it and because businesses can't enforce it like you can't walk in here unless you have face they they can enforce stuff like that yeah you know i i would hope but you know it's just one of those things i doubt it I think the people that care are going to and the people that just like never really even kind of thought twice about it are still not going to and a majority of the people probably just don't care and aren't going to bother to wear a mask and those are going to be the people who die first to this virus yes (laughs) (laughs) um my so this is going to sound silly yeah it's (laughs) evolution people or not, I guess. I don't know. The Kong uh, flu is going to knock you out. Natural selection, <laughs> I'm going to call it. Uh, so this is going to sound kind of silly. But for anyone who knows me, knows that this is how I operate. Um, I understand global issues on a smaller scale by looking at how it affects Disney World. <laughs> And I know you're thinking, what? People people listening are thinking, what is he talking about? Okay, well, look. Disney World has their own task force dedicated to opening the parks. Because they can't stay closed. They reel in a lot of money for the Walt Disney Company. So, they are implementing um, tape markers in queue lines where people have to stand six feet apart. Which is insane! Because they're queue lines, and you're waiting to get on a ride. Like half the people aren't gonna Dude, number that's one. That's gonna be, that's gonna be like. Yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> if they did that, it'd be like miles and miles. Of, well, no, miles they're they're doing they're doing it, and they're going to implement a virtual queue more as much as they can. They need to develop it first. Um, they they use a virtual queue system for Rise of the Resistance, where you'll get a yeah place in line. Yeah, and you'll say, hey, go back at this time. It's like a fast pass without a without a, you know. A fast and a pass, I guess. Um, you know, I never understood the whole fast pass thing at Disney. We can. We 
I didn't get it. And I went on rides multiple times. <laughs> we, just we, can, <laughs> we can go into a whole... Uh, that it would be fun if we like we we should bring on. Um, I did the Star Wars thing three times. The guy never said anything about it. <laughs> in, in the fast pass lane. Yeah. Did you scan your your bracelet? Yeah. And did it go? Sometimes I did it the first time, and it didn't do it the second or third time. <laughs> and he just lets you in. Yeah. I just kept going and then, I mean you're I the kind you're the kind of people that I don't like to deal with when I work at Fast Pass cuz I'm like hey people come back and you just keep on walking I'm thinking oh, shit. just let it <laughs> You go. didn't say anything though What what, what is, what is for people uh, yeah if it lights up blue you're not supposed to go if it lights up green you can go Oh um, uh, well they need to pick a different color because blue seems to like it's good That what when have you ever saw blue and like oh okay let's go I mean, blue is a nice color. Green, when you see red or like yellow, like they're those are like, hey, hold on. Green is hold like, on. yeah, but 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 red is a red. Like when you see red, it's an aggressive color, right? I mean, yeah, I guess, but it tells you to stop. Do you know how much red there is in Disney World? Not much or none. Not much. Not much is right. <laughs> like, they don't. They do not want you to feel. They want you to be happy. Yeah. No. I. Then why can't they pick yellow? I mean, I don't know. I know this. It is yellow for some Yellow's things. Yellow's happy. It it actually it actually is yellow for some things. That that is like they do use they do use yellow, but not for the fast pass thing. Um, it also depends. It it also depends on which magic band you have. Uh, that can depend on the color change. Um, but green is like a universal color for go. You know, like green is good, and everything else is like hmm, questionable. But I, I'll take my chances. <laughs> Red is like no, God no, do not. You cross this, it's done. You're gonna either gonna hit You're by dead. a car, or something's gonna explode if you push it. Like whole whole red is a big, 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 big no. Goofy's gonna come and drag you underneath the catacombs. Exactly, Goofy <laughs> and his yucks are gonna come for you quicker than <laughs> you can. Oh man, quicker than you can watch the Incredibles. Goofy will show up at your doorstep with a baseball bat. And if not a baseball bat, an Uzi. And it's going to be a nightmare, okay? An absolute nightmare. Um, All right. Disney World, economics of the global. Thing. Yeah. So yeah. Here, here's what I'm saying. So they are opening up at 50% capacity across the margin. Um, or they have even talked about opening up at 50% in the restaurants and the hotels first. Um all staff are required to wear masks. Uh, sanitization is going on all the time. They're taking like hours longer cleaning rooms before people come in. And then how like how, how well they can handle that determines the park opening. Again, at 50%. And this would be phase one. 50% operation. Implementing the six feet apart social distancing um, and masks. Mm -hmm. and And so... They, they're they going to do it. They're going to take a hit on the money because operation costs are going to be well above how many people are going to be coming in and spending money there. Um, and then phase two, depending on, you know, how this all goes and as time moves on, they're going to do 75% capacity. And I believe that's the only thing that's going to change is they're going to introduce 75% capacity and maybe cut down on the social distancing. Um, and then phase three is 100% capacity 
all going like going for it. There. Oh, I, I forgot to say there are there's going to be staggered seating um, at shows and fireworks and stuff. So. Um, whenever you're watching these things like they're clearing out viewing areas so more people can watch fireworks in a larger area rather than just one small area in front of the castle for example Um, but I have used that them talking about that as my example to look at what's going to happen in the real world and how we are going to reopen um, introducing 50% capacity more social distancing rules sanitization staff being required to wear masks the yeah. whole thing um and and that's that's their plan of action uh however you know not everyone's going to follow suit exactly the same as disney's going to do yeah yeah no i think that's yeah that's exactly how i would like would like to see like the economy go with a lot of businesses that we have and you know that like <laughs> i mean you're spot on with the <laughs> the disney reference so (laughs) yeah no for real that's what i'm saying like like the talking about or hearing about and reading about how disney plans to reopen um it it, it, they're practically a miniature city themselves no dude not even miniature they're a city it is it really is (laughs) yeah it's huge looking at that and how everything affects that is it, it absolutely helps me understand how it's going to happen in the real world too to go off on a little tangent, the castle is not as big as I thought it was going to be. Well, no, of course it's not. I was kind of, I was kind of disappointed to be honest. It's all about, uh, it's, it's all like about this is little. <laughs> well, they can't build a full castle, number one, <laughs> Why? and still have room for the rest of the park. Um, well, they should. <laughs> they, it's all about your point of perspective, the the colors and the shades of of. Uh, shades of those colors that they use are there to help the illusion of uh making things look bigger than what they really are and then that happens in a uh number of different castles throughout the that park and other disneyland parks throughout the world too yeah fun fun fact there uh i'm, I'm, I'm sure you want to go to japan disney i would love to I would absolutely love to. Yeah. Tokyo City. Oh, man. Me and Cheyenne are planning everything about taking a trip to Japan bad, in the next couple of years. Bad time to be talking about a trip to Japan and, and, and China, but I would also <laughs> like to go to Shanghai as well. Shanghai has like one of the most technologically advanced Disney worlds. Their Pirates of the Caribbean is like breathtaking and it's incredible and it's not like what you think it is at all. They also yeah. are the ones who made the Tron coaster, and now I, we're getting it over here, so it kind of takes another reason away from going to Shanghai. Um, but it's just a really cool park. Problem is, I don't know. I don't know Chinese. I know very, 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 very minimal Japanese, though. <laughs> I'm talking like enough to, enough to say hello, and that's all. Konnichiwa. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, here's the good thing. Cheyenne's, uh, Cheyenne had a coworker and now a really good friend of ours. She's she's uh, Japanese. She would uh, said she would take us and help us out. So yeah, no, I think that would be a really fun time. <clears throat> honestly, like I, I would love to get out and yeah, I get it. It's Disneyland, and they're like, well, if you're gonna go to a different country, don't go to Disneyland. <laughs> Screw off, buddy. <laughs> 
let, let me do what I want to do. We'll, we'll go see other things <laughs> later. D- Disney's like a one-day thing in other countries, okay? It ain't, no, it ain't that big, you know? We got like, what, five rides, a couple restaurants? It'll be fine. Yeah, bada bing, bada boom, we're in and out. You yeah, know what we're, I mean? we're in and out. We'll do whatever you want. I'll try sushi later. <laughs> you went from Italian to kind of a little bit of Japanese. To, to a little bit of Japanese? Yeah, towards the end. Kind of like, kind of like tittered off Japanese. Uh, it might be my heritage. You're Korean. Vietnamese. <laughs> We're both oh, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at least I'm safe from the Kung flu. <laughs> I can't believe you thought of that. <laughs> that's re- that's apps that's Someone give me a new host. Or take my uh, spot. Yeah, take I'm, yeah. I'm jumping shit before we got a racism case on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's just clever. No, you're right. It is. It is very. It's very clever. And you know what? I've watched enough Tom Segura podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I've watched enough Tom Segura podcasts to know that we can pretty much get away with anything as long as it's funny. You know, exactly. Look at Louis C.K. He almost got away with that. He just wasn't funny enough. Ooh. What? What? It's been a while. Stop. I like Louis. <laughs> Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> the girls didn't. Hey, he asked. <laughs> no, not not for most of them. <laughs> in fact, he he got in trouble because he didn't ask. <laughs> the other ones were like, "Well, yeah, he did it. And he's a fucking creep, but he, at least he asked first. He's just a scary looking guy. He's not intimidating. It's just like I wouldn't want to see him in a fucking room if I was alone, you know? Like, oh, fight. Your sleep paralysis demon looks like. Can I jerk off in front of you? Oh. I, just, I just want to know how that conversation starts. Well, so, okay. All right. I'm going to put this in your head. You're laying in bed. You're sleeping and you wake up, right? And your eyes open, but just your eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Louis. Oh, Louis's over there in the corner, and uh, you know he's going away. He's looking at you. He's got his GoPro set up, and he's uh, filming you. Bada boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Uh, he can get point of view. He's got the fish island, so he can get point of view, but also your reaction when you see what he's actually doing in the corner. <laughs> um, and and he looks at you and he goes, oh, 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 you've got sleep paralysis. I'm your demon. And you proceed to move and think, no, I'm not. Who are you? Get out of my house. And that is how old Louis went to jail. Did he go to jail? No. No? Mm-mm. He okay. just released a special. Oh, that's Not you ago. Yeah. I should probably watch it to see if he apologizes, but I doubt he does. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. He probably just makes jokes about it. Or doesn't talk about it. I think he did. You think you think he did? Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch it though. Uh, it's on his website. Pete Pete Davidson uh, recently said something about old Louis and his uh, his stand up special for Netflix that was crazy. I mean, it was good. Um, he's an all right. He's an all right funny guy. Um, but he was talking about smoking weed on the Saturday Night Live set, uh, and and uh, he was uh, Louis was hosting. Um, 
and just starts ripping into Pete Davidson because he's like, you shouldn't be smoking weed and like you're throwing your life away and all that kind of stuff. And he went to the, I think like one of the head producers of Saturday Night Live, or no, it was for the station. Um, like the whole, the whole station. Mm-hmm. And um, so this, the station guy calls Pete Davidson up and, and Pete's like, shit, like I've never talked to this guy before and I've been here for like two years. Uh, and he goes up and he's like, yeah, so, uh, Louis said you were smoking and like, you could tell that the, that the station guy didn't want to be there. And he's like, yeah, he's like, okay, I'm just going to have to ask you don't do that again. And he's like, oh shit, is that all? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> yeah. And, and that was all. And like little, little, little did the girls know all they would have had to do is smoke some weed and he would have fucking left, you know, like, oh shit. <laughs> Oh, that's good. One. <laughs> and, and and Pete Davidson. Oh man, let me tell you, it was it was, it was like the first time a comedian opened up about making you know making a joke about that that it wasn't Louis himself making the joke, and and everyone was like, oh shit, he he went there, he did it. Yeah. Uh, what a strange good tangent time. for us to go from Disney to Louis C.K. to Pete Davidson mm-hmm. back to Louis C.K. Yeah. And that's self-realization. That's whatever. So my, my my last question for you uh, before we wrap things up here is: Do you think there's going to be a second wave of COVID nineteen? Yeah, definitely could be. I mean, I'm not, I, I can't see in the future, but looking back to um, previous things like it, um, yeah, I definitely think there could be another wave of it with the colder months coming on in the fall. You, so you think it's going to be possibly? Possibly even new new strains of it, you know, yeah, yeah. can develop in different True. ways and different people and spread differently. What about, whenever it comes back in a new wave, possibly when it gets colder. What about a, like a vaccine, like a possible vaccine? Mm, probably won't see it this year. No. No, I think the best we can do is just find different medicines that can help mitigate the effects of it what? for now. What's really scary about this is like, you know, my grandparents are in their 80s and they, they told me I was talking to them on the phone and they said, you know, I'm not going to leave the house until we know for sure that we're going to be OK. And when, yeah. you, when you look at this and everything going on, when do you say when do you look at everything and say this is OK? Because it's not. And, you know, not to get all governmenty in my use of language here, but like it's an invisible enemy. There's nothing mm-hmm. to really say, hey, it's not here, or like, oh, it's not going to kill you. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's like, I think for people like us, like, things can get back to normal, like, sure, more more quickly. Yeah. But like, a lot of people don't think about it, like, in the shoes of like an elderly person, you know? It's like, um, you know, like, they're going to have a lot tougher time like getting back to their normal lives after this, like even a year from now. Right. Like I would still be really nervous about getting out again, you know, like, no, I mean, that makes sense. And and, like, I'm nervous getting out and possibly contracting it and seeing them. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, how long am I supposed to go without, you know, seeing my grandparents? It's been my God months and months and months um and possibly even 
a year or, you know, many more months tacked on to what we have going already. And, and yeah. it's a difficult thing because, you know, like I know a lot of people are really close to, to their grandparents or to, to people who have low immunity systems that can't get this um, that, they, that they really they really care for and they can't see. And it's uh, it's difficult. This whole situation is just I, I, I don't know. I, just, I guess I just understand a lot where people are coming from when they say like there's either going to be a second wave or like, why are we doing this when we don't really know if it's OK to start doing this? Yeah. Have we flattened uh, the curve? Mm, you know, there's been a lot of data that I've tried looking at and some you know, data's tough to read because you don't know exactly where people are getting their sources from, you know, right, like right. You know, like, like the death toll or like how many like how many people are infected, like it could be way less because we aren't actually getting people tested as much as we should but deaths could also be way low because we don't really know if if it's actually COVID-19 yeah like it's always somewhere in the middle I would say like with numbers and stuff but it's, it's I, don't know, I don't know if we flatten the curve or not or if or if like doing opening things back up and like like around here just saying like our governor just saying like we're opening things up that's all people here and they're like oh i'm just gonna go out now everything's back to normal and mm -hmm. things are i can totally see things picking back up and seeing even a worse wave than what we've seen because in the beginning people got where like a lot of people were just like i'm, I'm staying home yeah yeah like they're taking it upon themselves first and yeah i yeah, man, I, I don't know. There's there there's so many different ways that this can go. Um, and the only thing that we can do uh, is, number one, obviously take all precautions, but really just sit back and just kind of check shit out and, you know, observe it for ourselves. It's hard to, to trust any information coming from anyone other than the CDC on this. Um, but... Yeah, no, I mean, we won't know. We won't know till it's time. We won't know till we've messed up. We won't know till it's hopefully It'll be okay. interesting to look back on this like five years from now. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting to look, look back on this, you know, months from now um, and to yeah. see what kind of progress or if we've digressed at all or, or you know, a year from now. It's going to be interesting at any point in time to look back on this and say we were never prepared. We don't know. We didn't know how to stop it. Um, we knew how to, you know, keep risks to an absolute minimum, but no one gave a shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's wild, wild time. Wild time. 2020 is a history maker already. Dude, in five years, I'm going to be 28. Five years, I'm going to be 26. Yeah. 20, 26. And hopefully in five years, we won't even have to think about COVID-19 ever again. <laughs> that's how it usually goes <laughs> in, in five years COVID-19 is going to be COVID-24 <laughs> okay alright that was a bad joke but, but a good one to end on um, any final words to wrap us up before we uh, sign off for the night and and wish people a everybody was kung fu fighting kung, kung flu fighting <laughs> is that what you said <laughs> no oh my head's in the gutters now. Yes. 
All right, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Whatever Podcast. We will catch you guys in the next episode. And keep an eye out for our live broadcast, too, on the Whatever Podcast at uh, Facebook.com there. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next episode. Bye.